Sheridan. I really hate to say this, but winter is coming. It's time to think about getting your vehicle ready for Wyoming winter roads. Here's a tip to help you save some bank. Go see Tim or Joel at Midas for September specials on all things necessary to keep you safely on the road this winter. Tires, brakes, fluids, battery, and tune-ups. You can save on the repairs you need while getting peace of mind knowing your car is in the hands of experts. Midas Tire and Auto on East Brundage Lane in Sheridan. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by Eliason Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, earlier this month, the chief of the Sheridan Police Department, Travis Koltiska, spoke with criminal justice students at Sheridan College, and he provided a little advice for people considering a career in law enforcement. And joining me this morning to speak on that and other issues concerning the Sheridan PD is Chief Koltiska and Captain Tom Ringley. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, Floyd. Now, uh, uh, how's it been? Uh, down at the, the PD this past month, uh, I spoke with uh, some detectives earlier uh, this this month, uh, but uh, haven't seen you guys in a little while. No, it's just a matter of the, the timing and the messages we wanted to uh, get out to the community. The, our domestic violence program is very important to us, um, and Detective Hill does a fantastic job in managing the uh, domestic violence mitigation program, so that's why he... Oh, and it's we, great. We it's, weren't doing anything special. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been we, a good we, month. You know, back to school, went yeah. off without a hitch. Um, we had a lot of uh, high presence in the schools, so we made sure that we had officers there. And, uh, you know, we it was great to see that, that uh, you know, it's usually we talk about the winter driving and people got to remember how to drive in the winter. And we talked about it preschool, uh, prior to school starting, but things went really good. So it's been a good month. Everything's kind of slowed down a little bit from the summer, the busyness of the summer. Um Still very busy, but not uh, not on the level of the summer. Now, I'm going to go uh, uh, off topic a little bit. Uh, when it comes to back to school, I spoke with uh, Lieutenant Eric Jorgensen, Highway Patrol. Mm-hmm. He was really concerned over the passing of school buses with the stop arm deployed, something that you had brought up uh, even earlier. Um, it's it's just the idea for me, you know, it, it just shocks and amazes me that people are still doing this. Uh, he said that the numbers of citations that just the HP has handed out so far is pretty shocking. I think he said there was a dozen in it, two weeks. It is. A, a small part of that has been the advent of uh, all school buses having cameras, at least in school district too. Um, but the numbers are rising. Even, That's incredible. Um, and we, we don't understand it. There's, there's nowhere within our jurisdiction to where you do not have to stop for a school bus. Um, so the statute mentions that if the uh, opposing lanes have a barricade between them, there, there's nowhere in Sheridan that has that, not even on um, North Main Street where they have the, the little median. So once again, it's 30 seconds out of your trip, stop for all school buses, and let's think about the safety of the kids. And Lieutenant Jorgensen's absolutely right. The numbers, our numbers are rising as well. Wow. Wow, and, and just just a concerning topic there. It is. We'll we'll stay on top of it, and and we have a zero tolerance for those that do pass it, and and, for, and it's it's very expensive citation. But I mean, the, the outside cost of there being a true tragedy of that is far exceeds any any oh. enforcement action. Oh could yeah, I couldn't even imagine. I could not even imagine. Uh, getting back onto a, a, a happier subject, <laughs> Chief, uh, a, a career in law enforcement, extremely rewarding. Um, what did you talk to the Sheridan College students about? Yeah, I had the, I had the opportunity to go talk to um, a class at, at Sheridan College that was the Intro to Criminal Justice. A lot of the people in that class, uh, the individuals who were taking that class, were interested in careers in law enforcement. So I decided to take the opportunity, and um, thankfully the, the college was very um, welcoming to me to go out there and, and essentially give them some advice on as they're entering their career, some of the decisions and the, and the choices that they're making in life and, and some of what things the Sheridan Police Department will automatically disqualify you on. Yeah. You know, we understand life happens. Um, we understand that every person getting into this, I, you know, I can say looking back, when, before I became an officer, I probably didn't make all the right choices in life. 
We we were all kids, right? But you know, it's it's about that having that strong character and and being able to to really that internal motivation and that intrinsic drive to to serve the greater good and what that looks like. Yeah. Um. Some of the things that we look for. Um. You know, a lot of it was very very simple. It's like, listen, you have a physical fitness test to get into this job. You have to pass certain criteria for physical fitness. Know it now. Start preparing yourself ahead of time. You know, mm-hmm. you may be a couple years away from a potential career, but start doing that. You'd be amazed. We usually, you know, we have the phases of our of our uh, testing, and there's always people. That's that's the one test we give people the answer to. It's right here in front of you. You know how many push-ups, sit-ups, and how fast you have to do the run in. So be prepared for it. And then talk, and then just kind of talking about it. If you make it, you know, through that and through the written, the things for our our interview process. You know, we're really we've talked about before. It's all about character, who you are as a person, and what's going to drive you to do it very good job for our community in this in this line of work some of those some of those you know characteristics that make you that person that wants to do it and and talk to them about that a little bit and and, and also about the, we do very very extensive backgrounds yeah um and really you know what we're gonna be looking for when we do a background what is gonna you know how's your your work history what kind of um issues have you had legal or otherwise in the past. Those are all things that we look for. When it comes to social media, I imagine that makes background checks a little easier. Do you do you reference social media when you're it's, looking at that as stuff? As soon as we sit them down after the interview, when one passes the, the testing process, which is the physical fitness assessment, the written exam, and the oral board, the first thing the background investigator does, which is one of our detectives, it sits a candidate down and tells them to open up their social media accounts. And, and yeah. we, we look at it right there. And it's amazing what people will put up there. Yeah. All, all of their... Although, but if people have showed us the character we're looking for, especially in the in the oral board, it's rare that we find... Anything different. And anything different. We, I mean, we see some silly stuff people might have done when they were 17. And, right. But, um, yeah, but we're looking for stuff like, you know, yeah. racist posts, um, yep. bias posts, yeah. profanity, and just graphic stuff that's not doesn't display yeah, that character and, and that we're looking actually, for. Actually, as soon as I get a, an application, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm not looking terribly hard, but I, I will. You give a I Google, precursor I, I glance, a yeah. Google search just to see what we're working with, and um, that usually leads to a, a social media. Yeah, and, 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 you know, it just, like I said, it just surprises me what, what we share as, as individuals up on social media. We're willing to put all of our beliefs up there. We're willing to fight about those beliefs up there sometimes a little extreme uh you know and, and i'm pretty sure every listener out there knows they've probably seen this type of extreme behavior and yeah. others the, the, the common theme from um successful candidates is dogs and hunting apparently <laughs> <laughs> share they share common interests yeah 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 that's I, you know i've got i've got friends back at the valley uh yeah great guys they're out there doing their hunting right now and uh we're all kind of realizing we're getting up there in age because uh <laughs> one of the guys i serve would talk about how these mountains seem to be getting a little steeper, steeper. yeah <laughs> yep yep getting steeper every year now uh it, when it comes to mistakes that we've made in the past is what is uh what cannot be overlooked you know, drug use is always a big question, and, and the prevalence of and the legalization of marijuana across the country is, is created challenges in law enforcement. Um, but when you're talking some um, very heavy drugs, uh, the, yeah. the, the, the heroines, the cocaines, any IV drug use will not will disqualify you automatically. Um, recent drug use um, of any kind of any substance, and then um, I think it's within two years any use of a THC-based product, marijuana or THC. Um, you know, it's, and, and everybody's like, well, it is legal in these states and I used it in these states. Well, it's still to this day federally prohibited. Yeah. It's yeah. against federal law. So you're violating federal law when you're utilizing it in the state that the feds are just, well, they're essentially just overlooking it. Yeah. Right. They're not, not, they're not taking any enforcement action. So I think a lot of people forget that. Chief. They do. And, and so, it, but it's like, okay, which, what judgment are you going to have if you take an oath to uphold the U S constitution and you're violating federal law in another state currently? Yeah. Right? So, yeah. but again, that's, you know, drug use in your past does not disqualify you, but it's the, the, the recency and it can be the quantity. 
Uh, you know, if you're saying I was smoking 365 days a year for five years, wow, could be an issue. Yeah, uh, and we've seen these applications come across where it has a very extensive drug history. Um, demonstrated problems with alcohol abuse. You know, routine, uh, multiple DUIs, public intoxes, some of those things that go along, those those social harms that go along with alcohol use, can be a disqualifier on your application. And then, you know, poor financial. Uh, and this is something that a lot of people don't think about. Um, and by, by irresponsible financials, meaning, uh, you know, they and I, I did speak about this to the college. It's like if you're somebody who can't manage your, your finances very well and, and it gets you to where it's a point where it's either resulted in repossessions or uh, multiple bankruptcies. And I think we have a bankruptcy within seven years, I yes. think is what the yeah. disqualification is. Seven years. Yep. What that does is it, it, it you know, there's, it, we want to prevent any kind of corruption. Like if, if you're struggling with your finances and I leave you to inventory a car and there's a couple hundred bucks laying there and you're struggling with finances, are you going to be more prone to want to take that? Yeah, you know, officers across the country have done that in the past, and and and, and so that's the one thing we look at. So that their financial records. So start building that, being responsible mm-hmm. with your finances at the time. And I'm glad you brought that up too, because I can remember that was something uh, that came up for like top secret clearances. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of people are like, "Well, what does my credit have to do with anything?" Well, well if someone offers you money, it, it's especially from our standpoint. If one can't take care of oneself. How are you going to take care of someone else? Yeah. How are you going to help a victim? How are you going to That's, stay on yeah. topic? And how are you going to complete a successful investigation? And, and and the one other one I was going to touch on too is domestic violence. That is an absolute disqualification. You're federally prohibited from owning a firearm in, in situations where you're found guilty of domestic violence. But any kind of routine, you know, if, if you're involved in a lot of, uh, you know, you have a rec- uh, record of assaults or ba- fighting at the bar, yeah, that kind of stuff, you know, you're prone to that violence. In this line of work, um, unfortunately, violence is just a part of it occasionally, and you have to take use physical means to take control of people. Uh, you have to be ready to fight back when you're assaulted and, and, or somebody's attempting to take your life. But it's that want to instigate that violent behavior. We, don't, we never instigate the violent behavior. Your job is to calm down the fire, we want to, to, do, to yeah. try and defuse the But if the you go situation. in there and escalate every situation you've been in a, in your youth, are you going to do that as, in your officer? But again, like... The domestic violence is a huge one. Absolutely, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, if, if somebody out there really wants to research this job, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? The, the best way is for them to uh, contact um, us and ride along with an officer. Um, we do ride-alongs all the time. They're usually about four hours long. And our our stance and what we tell our officers is nothing's off the table, but answer every question that um that the ride-alongs ask uh, oh wow so you can sit there yeah. and interview boots on the ground yeah well if you ask us and something's wrong then obviously something's wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's our it's our job to, to, to have a positive to create and maintain a positive work environment and have great relations but they're not interviewing for our jobs they're yeah, they're they're thinking about becoming entry level officers. Um, so those are the people they need to talk to. I mean, we will sit down with anyone as well. But the the best way um, to get it straight from the horse's mouth is to ride along with an officer. And during those ride alongs, there might be somebody out there who's like, well, I don't want to put myself in the thick of it just right off the bat. But I mean, ride alongs are considered, uh, you know, if a APB comes out, you you might see something, but uh, you're not going to be involved no, in no. it. I and, mean, you stay and, in the car and, type and of you, situation. You sign a waiver acknowledging you may put out at the first safe place. Um, yeah, absolutely. Possible, so the officer can go take care of business. But it it's a great way, and just also ask the community. Yeah, um, we we would we're more than happy for people to ask the community. It's the feedback we get from a lot of successful candidates is that they did ask the community. They go into shops and really? ask people about the department. Um, before they've even met us, um, and they all got positive, um, positive. Yeah, we, we have really? several officers yeah. now. When they were looking at Sheridan, um, they talked about exactly what the captain said. Is like I, we heard such great feedback from the community. Now, not every single person is a fan. We understand that. We can't make a hundred percent. But you know, it's about what we want to put forward as as an agency and and that service to our community. And I think you know we've really worked hard to develop that relationship. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a great. You know, you always, um, 
for those that do hunt out there, when you when you look at going with an outfitter, you want to call references both positive and negative. Those that were successful and those that weren't, right? Well, those yeah. that weren't successful, why wasn't it successful? So we welcome anybody that's got feedback on it to, to provide us that feedback. And if it's negative, there's, you know, we'll work on that. But yeah, our those candidates were like, you know, we got great feedback on the community. Plus, this community, just the people out there are a huge draw to our candidates out there. I mean, Absolutely. There are a couple that were like, wow, where, where we came from, people didn't make eye contact and say hi when they're walking up and down the street. As soon as you put that uniform on, you become somebody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. Saying, no, just even citizens walking past each other on the street. Um, there, there is no community. So this, this, the city of Sheridan helps us greatly recruit. Oh, people want to be here. People want to live here and and interact with them. Yes. <laughs> you know, it, it, I, and I was uh, recently in a in a big city. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say which one, but uh, I I remember walking down the street and we were down uh, on on one of the main streets, skyscrapers, enjoying the city itself. But uh, the entire time we were walking down that. My wife and I agreed. We are very happy (laughs) (laughs) to be where we're at. All right. On that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll continue with our Sheridan Police Department. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. and financial money management isn't just about dollars and cents it's about dreams and opportunities and more importantly family we'll take time to get to know you then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard just like you to learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you visit elias and financial online or call 307-672-3010 securities offered through royal alliance associates inc member finra sipc You bagged your trophy elk. Now imagine having its ivory handcrafted into the perfect piece of jewelry. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, their in-house jewelers can take your memory of the big hunt and preserve it into fine pieces of jewelry to last generations. Using your imagination, the skilled jewelers at Legacy Diamond and Gems can create something truly exceptional. Visit them at 11 North Main Street or online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Hurry in now. The 5th Annual Wild Film Festival presents The Outside Circle. Much as I've thought about, you know, what cowboying means and its relevance to modern society, I mean, of course, there's, you know, there's the production of beef, which is, helps feed the world. And I think that's really important to ranchers. I don't think that's so important to cowboys. The Wild Film Festival presents The Outside Circle. I think they're aware, like we represent an American ideal. A film sharing stories from cowboys, Western artists, ranchers, and Native Americans, bringing their perspective and way of life to our world today. The Wild Film Festival, presented by ERA Carroll Realty, September 30th to October 2nd in Sheridan. See the lineup and get your tickets at wildfilmfest.org. You know, the pioneers crossed the vast wilderness in covered wagons, yet today a lot of their offspring actually have to set alarms to remind them when to drink water. If you're needing water, all you have to do is call 307 Wildcat Well Service, a local company that specializes in locating water, drilling and pumps, even solar-powered water wells. So for water wells and all that goes with them, look for 307 Wildcat Well Service in the Country Bounty, and you too will have cool, clean water. Water. This announcement brought to you by Farmers Co-op Country Store on Coffee Avenue, home of the 99-cent soda. LifeLink of Sheridan County delivers peace of mind. Are you concerned for a loved one's safety and independence? LifeLink provides alert systems that work in the home or on the go, 24-7, 365 days a year. Installation and maintenance are done by a local representative. No long-term contract, no service cancellation fee. For more information on LifeLink, call Terry at 307-751-9348. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. Brought to you by our friends out there at Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting and with me this morning is the chief for the Sheridan Police Department, Travis Koltiska, and Captain Tom Ringley. We're discussing the recruitment process down at the department 
And uh, I got a couple questions before we we went off into our commercial. Um, we're looking on this show. We have talked a lot about the quality of character that uh, is considered when you do your hires. The Sheridan Police Department is committed to hiring only the best qualified applicants through positive recruitment and selection efforts. We've talked a lot about this. This is really based on character, isn't it, uh, it uh, Captain? It is. We're, we're looking pe- for people whose character matches our character. Um, I won't say what character traits we're looking for because that's essentially what the entire um, oral board's about. Yeah. But we, we want people... Um, who want to be part of a team and who want to be loyal to an organization, but also who want to be supported by the organization. Everything we do is a two-way street. It's not just people coming here to work. It's people who want to come here and be supported. Um, it's not people who want to just come serve the community. It's people who want to come enjoy the community. So we're, we're very much about meeting in the middle on, on character to where it's a, a symbiotic relationship. Um, we want people that are proactive, which, uh, is why we recruit like we do. We put information out there, um, specifically on our social media site and a, a site called Police One, which has a fantastic job search um, page on it. But we want people to come find us. We don't want to. We will not talk people into coming to work in Sheridan. Mm-hmm. We, we, we want people that want to come to Sheridan. So the information's out there. Um, and once again, it also lends to what makes a good police officer. You got to do a little investigating every once in a while. Um, and from, from our experiences, we, you know, we, we don't do job fairs. Yeah. Um, we, we will talk to people. We, we do a podcast every now and then, but we want this so people can find it. So people can find us and, um, and come to us. We don't talk about, we rarely talk about benefits. Um, people can research that on their own. That's always a red flag to me when people ask about benefits in an interview. Yeah. That's, that's easy to find, or they can call our human resources department. They're not doing their own investigative work. Right. Yeah. Right. We, we, we want people that, that, that sell themselves on Sheridan um, and, and want to work specifically here, not to just want a career in law enforcement. And I mean, the idea of that, um, for the listeners, uh, imagine somebody going to, to get a job and they already know all the specifics about that job. Why? Because they want that job. Because that's what they want to devote their life work to. And, and so for, to have somebody come in who, who has no idea what's going on, oh, well, I heard you guys were doing some yeah. hiring. Are you really, do you really want to be here? You know, <laughs> you don't know anything about the job. You don't know anything about uh, what we offer or what the city offers. And, and so I, I, really, I really agree with your tactic on that because when an individual shows up, they're ready, they're prepared. That shows me... Habits, you know, good and, practices. and motivation, you know, and we, motivation. We, yeah, two things about our or board: there are no police-related questions. You don't need to know anything about police work. But what we love seeing at the end is when someone, uh, Sergeant Nevada Crinky, did it. He whips out his questions that he's written down. <laughs> oh, wow. and starts yeah. questioning us, and we love that because it shows they've they've researched us and they put a lot of thought into it. Yeah, um, and it, it's also a good indicator of how they're going to perform down the road. Absolutely, they're taking their life seriously. They're taking their career seriously. Uh, you know, I often bring up my military uh, experience whenever we talk. But I had a friend who uh, I served with, and she was very adamant to her soldiers. There's one individual who is honestly taking care of your career, and you're wearing that guy's uniform. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got to take it seriously and, and have your paperwork, have your poop in a group, because uh, mm-hmm. this is your career. And so, you know, when someone approaches law enforcement, they shouldn't look at it like a job. This no. is what I do. This is my life. No, it's not just a, a, a job you get into to, you know, go, go work for the government and have some good benefits and have a retirement. It, it, that's not doable. We work shift work. It's an entirely different uh, nature of work than most government jobs. And having said that, I probably couldn't do a lot of those jobs, given my personality. Um, but it, it, it's just different. You have to have a passion for the profession and also for the community. Yeah, it's, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, it really, really is. And those who take that seriously end up being much better uh, peace officers. And I, and I would add that when I, we say officer, we include our dispatchers 
and yeah. their office yes. staff because they're exposed to a lot of the same stuff. Um, oh, and the dispatch. And, and they, they go through the same process. Yes. I mean, when we're talking hiring of our officers and the character traits that, that we look for, we apply that same standard to our communications technicians, our dispatchers, our our records personnel, our our, our everyone within that under the under that roof at the Sheridan Police Department, because it really does take that entire organization. It's it's every you know every one of those little cog in the wheel right there that mm-hmm. all needed to operate. And um, you know we can hire outstanding people in this so- side of the house, but if we don't do the same thing over here, then it's we're not going to be efficient as an organization or work together as an organization. So. We do apply that same standard. I mean, it's a law enforcement career, whether they're your sworn officer, or communications technician, or in records, you know, the, the civilian side of things. So it's that's that's the same standard we're applying with everyone in our organization. And I want to take this opportunity to thank those communication technicians and those individuals down there working records. Uh, you know, the stuff that they see, the stuff that they deal with, I mean, they are our first line. They really they, are. They, they are. Um, they call them, and I agree with it. They call themselves the first first responders, and that and that's quite true. Actually, yeah. they are answering the phone, and some of the things they they process um, or can be pretty unpleasant. Um, and also, that's not like our records technicians go through every uh, photograph we take to make sure it's attached properly, so they're exposed to it. Yeah, yeah. Nate Diagon, our evidence technician, is so it's it's a true team effort, and the 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 the, the common theme that runs through us all is we're all of the same character. Yep. So yeah. And it's that character uh, within you that really keeps this whole organization tight, you know, and, and working together. Uh, Chief, are we looking for anyone right now? We are. We have a couple open positions still. We are. Um, we have one individual in backgrounds. Um, so he he has made it through, you know, pretty stringent process so far. Um, hopefully that'll be wrapped up here pretty soon. But we still have a couple openings. You know, it's, we've been, I've said it before, and we've been short-staffed for a while, but because we're not compromising, uh, uh, right. you know, we're not going to compromise our standards, and, and we have passed over a few in recent testings, some that are just right there on the border, you know, that on the cusp of being, being able to do a job, and it doesn't mean that they weren't great people, it was just, they were just not quite what we felt was ready to come join the Sheridan Police Department. Now, and, oh, and go ahead. So, so yeah, so we, we got a couple openings, so we, we test, um... Pretty regular, actually. Um, we that used to just do it like once or twice a year, and you'd have a large pool. But we like to make try to make accommodations for, especially you know, for people that are you know have more routine testings, so that it can fit into people's schedules a little better. So we've um we've hired a large percentage of our last seven say officers hired or laterals, meaning they came from other agents, usually bigger, and they have worked at agencies to where positions would be filled with anyone. Oh yeah. And they yeah. much prefer what we're doing. They don't, they don't mind being a little shorthanded. We're always, we're always fully staffed to handle our calls, but they don't mind having vacancies. If it means the only people we have are the right people waiting for the right mm-hmm. individual yes. to come along. Yeah. Yeah. I'll work an extra shift. Yeah, absolutely. It, I can, it doesn't even, it doesn't even come to that. It's just a matter of, I'm, 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 I'm a little bit busier. Yeah. Um, you know, we we have probably one of the most liberal time off policies <laughs> for a reason. Yeah, people absolutely. Have to, people have to decompress. Need we, to take mm-hmm. it we want them to spend time with their um, families and do those things when they can, and we encourage yeah. that. But the, what 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 we, we're gonna do is we're in the process of adding a third detective. Oh um, wow! So yeah, that, that position comes from patrol, so we're gonna fill that. And so every, every, everything we're doing is to improve the service that we provide to the community, and that 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 does take more people. Um, now, Captain, I'm running out of time, but I do have a question. For those who don't make that cut, is there criteria in place for rejection of an application? Um, there are some hard no's um, that the chief talked about. One is one cannot have any felony convictions. Um, one cannot have a misdemeanor domestic violence conviction. Um, one may not have been can't have anything to preclude them from carrying a firearm. Um, You've got to be a U.S. citizen. You have to be 21 at the time of um, uh, post-certification. And it goes goes on a a little bit. You've got to have the ability to get a Wyoming driver's license by the the time of hiring. Um, But they're pretty simple. There's there's really four hard disqualifiers by statute. Yeah. Um, And then we have some some of our own. Now, 
chief do I need to have? Like a criminal uh, uh, schooling or, or in like a level of, no, of um, investigative schooling? Education requirement for entry into the law enforcement is set by statute as well, and that's a, a high school equivalency, high school diploma or GED equivalency. Okay. Now, um, when you, if you want to promote up in, in the police department, that's going to require additional educational requirements. So that's, you know, and most organ, most that we're familiar with around the state have similar requirements that, you know, but a lot of those can be also be um, complemented or uh, substituted with work history as well. But so current entry is high school equivalency. We encourage education. Um, you know, it, it can't hurt you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. And, and so and the, the, the city of Sheridan has a pretty uh, robust tuition reimbursement program as well. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. You know, but military service is another one. You know, that we have a lot of a lot of veterans under our roof. Um, you know, that it's just kind of that same mindset of that service. mentality of protection. that service mentality yeah. and protection that guardian <clears throat> mindset. Yeah, and and there's so much training available here within the department. Yes. Uh, I, I don't want people out there to, to think at all. Oh well, I've only got a, a you know high school diploma. When I get down there, I'm not going to know what's going on. No, there is a rigorous oh, yes. training that takes place before and continues throughout yeah. the entire. We career. will prepare you to be a very successful officer. We will mold you into that, and we will provide you every tool in the toolbox that's out there to to develop you as an officer through your career it is or whatever position you're at at the department especially given the fact that i'm sitting here is proof it's not rocket science um <laughs> stole my line <laughs> we, we we all carry statute books we all carry carry reference material which it's not like on tv where you have to be able to regurgitate every yeah criminal code but it's the character um that that we're looking for the people of the character we want like to train and they also like to ask for help um, i will i will admit one thing I, I miss the training. Yeah. Gosh, I miss that training. I know that sounds odd, but I miss being out there in the rain, cold, miserable, yep. and having a mission to complete. I'll take 70 and sunny. <laughs> and we spend every night or day, depending on what shift you're on, one's on, in, in our own beds. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Captain Chief, thank you both so you, much boy. for coming in today. Uh, I, I greatly appreciate you guys. Please be safe out there. It's always a pleasure. Thanks, thank everyone. you. All right, when we come back, we're going to speak with the Buffalo Police Department. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. With more than 30 years of providing excellent service to Sheridan area businesses, Parker Mellinder has the knowledge and expertise to help solve your bookkeeping problems, answer questions about IRS notices, and discuss your business concerns. Schedule a review of your financial records today and we'll find solutions that work best for you. Ask about our exclusive fixed price agreement, one annual fee, unlimited phone calls and meetings. Parker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue, Sheridan. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. Sheridan Orthopedic Associates continues its over 50-year tradition of surgical excellence in Northeast Wyoming and Southern Montana with the addition of Dr. Jory Wasserberger, a Wyoming native and fellowship trained at the Mayo Clinic in Orthopedic Sports Medicine. Dr. Wasserberger joins a team of highly rated surgeons providing spine, sports, hand, hip, knee, and shoulder surgery, joint replacement, and more, including emergency care, 24 365 days a year. Visit us at SheridanOrtho.com to learn more. Abby Washaki, Sheila Yvette Hughes, Jocelyn Watt. 
Leela Casey here. Say my name and I will live forever. These are the women behind the murdered and missing indigenous women epidemic in Wyoming and beyond. Please join Wyoming's Coalition Against Domestic Violence and Sexual Assault for this sixth annual Violence Prevention and Response tonight at the historic Wyo Theater for this after-hours event screening, Who She Is, at 6 p.m. From 6 to 7 is the reception and hors d'oeuvres, and from 7 to 8, the film screening followed with the filmmaking team. Tonight at the Wyo Theater, Who She Is, at 6 p.m. Considering a big project and don't know where to begin? Wagner Ranch Services can help. Our experienced staff of engineers and equipment operators can take your project from the design and permitting phase right up through construction and completion. Wagner Ranch Services can design, permit, and construct roads, reservoirs and ponds, excavate foundations, install utilities, and more. We can handle projects big and small from start to finish. Wagner Ranch Services, 13 Industrial Lane. Give us a call at 752-2787. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there and Elias and Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting. Now for the second part of our show this morning, I am joined by the chief of the Buffalo Police Department, Sean Bissett. Good morning, chief. Good morning, Floyd. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic, sir. How's Buffalo? Buffalo is great. I actually had some time to spend some time up in the mountains with some family that came to visit. So yeah, everything's Everything's wonderful here in Buffalo. That's fantastic. How many times have uh, you gotten to go up on the mountain this year? Uh, well, after my surgery, this was the first time, so it was uh, it was great. Uh, with after having that surgery on my leg, this is the, I'm finally mobile, so it was it was good to get up there and and see it. And uh, I love this time of year here. It's great. Did you uh, did the weather treat you well, sir? Very well. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's beautiful. good to hear. Yep. Uh, I've I've been on a couple camping trips where uh, we even had a little bit of snowfall early, and uh, that tends to kind of make things a little a little tougher. Now, yep, school just began a few weeks ago. How was your first day? First day went it was it was great. Uh, It just went it was seamless. We had uh, a lot of our officers. We had several deputies from the sheriff's office there. We had them stationed at every. Every school, we had a mobile. I uh, was out at the elementary school, and just seeing the parents' reaction, it was it was just seamless. And nobody was concerned that we were there. Everybody was happy to see us, and it was just another day at school. And uh, I think we had talked before, and like I said before, when they saw us, it was more of the mindset of, yes, the police are here, good to see them, instead of, why are the police here? Yeah. So it, it was, I think it was perceived very well by the community. And I don't want to talk too much on procedures. Uh, I don't want to give anything away. But can you give me an overview of the PD's school security there within Buffalo? Sure. So right now we have every morning for arrival, we have officers in school zones. Uh, it's one of our around 7.30, quarter to 8, we get there. Um, we make sure that all the kids that are walking to school are safe. We stop in. We sometimes park and we'll greet the kids as they come in and and uh, so that's that's our main concern right there. It's just a high visibility. Um, we kind of switched. It's not one school gets one officer. We we randomly kind of pick. That way we're not falling in, into any sort of pattern. Um, and then throughout the day we'll stop in. Some of our officers actually stop in, have lunch with the students, um, walk the hallways. And then during dismissal, it's the same thing. We are in the area, whether mobile, whether we're in the school, just uh, just being seen. And so that's pretty much how we work it every day. Yeah, I bet that's a pretty good duty right there, getting uh, to go in and have lunch with the kids, hang out for a little bit, answer some questions, because they've always got great little questions, don't they? <laughs> no, that's the best. Some of those questions are, are something. And uh, after coaching a lot of these kids, and I drive around, I see them in the morning, I think it's, it's actually uh, a routine now where they – they look for me, and you know, I'll shout out on the loudspeaker. Good morning. <laughs> might, might have to throw a joke at them here or there. So that's kind of the 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 thing is when the chief drives by, and of course they all yell out. Uh, with my last name being what it is, Floyd, uh, I may have the nickname of Biscuit. So you may hear <laughs> Biscuit being thrown around from the kids. So, uh, but I think it's wonderful, and I love it. I love seeing the waves and and the smiles on their faces in the morning. It's it, it's awesome. That's what I signed up for. Uh, sir, you come. Uh, you did policing in a, in a large city, a, a big metropolitan area, correct? Yes. Yep. Uh, Baltimore. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, such a stark contrast uh, from something like that to something like Buffalo. 
can you tell me, has there been any growing pains or is it all just seemingly like a relief? Uh, what's your perception on that? Um, I think just taking over the position and there's always some challenges, but I, it has been a relief and I think it's almost been a, like a new start to my career. You know, you get 22 years in and you see some of the worst before I left to, to come here. I think I had 10 shootings in the last month that I worked that I investigated and was a part of. Um, and then I come here and, and I get that kind of reception from kids and community and friends that I've met here. And it's, you know, I wish I would have done it 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I, you know, I could only imagine, um, I've never been in law enforcement myself, but, uh, you know, the environment of, of law enforcement changed drastically about two to three years ago, uh, yeah. especially within the, the larger cities and, and being able to go to work and, and have a city, not just appreciate, but love having you around. Uh, that's got to oh, be a great feeling. It is. It's it's wonderful, and and I and I'm so blessed to be here, and and blessed to have the the friends and the family that I have here that I've made in Buffalo. And um, one of uh, I have a good friend that came to visit, and he even commented that he just loved it and loved the town, and saw how he's like, well, wherever you go, you know somebody, and that's the way it should be. I mean, it it it, it takes a village to raise these kids, right? And yes. We're doing it the right way, and I love it. Absolutely. Now, now, um. Can you tell me about uh, the upcoming Right Roads event? This is something that uh, uh, the everyone's kind of come together and done for a number of years. Yes. So um, I guess COVID kind of put a, a stop to it, and it used to be called the Freshman Impact, I believe. Um, so Lisa Norman has now spearheaded it here in Buffalo, and she's just done an amazing job with gathering the amount of volunteers and the amount of work that she's done to get this together. That's going to happen next Wednesday, the 28th. We have, um, gosh, I can't even tell you how many volunteers we have. Uh, we have several, several officers from you know, my department, from the sheriff's office, and from Highway Patrol. And what we're going to do is we're going to split these kids up into groups of about 30. It's going to be sophomores and, pre- and juniors. And the first part of the day, basically, there are seven stations. So they're going to have about a 30-minute presentation in each station. I'll be standing over at the, uh, the DUI station where we have some side-by-sides being donated to us. And then each kid will have some goggles that they'll be able to see what it's like to be driving a vehicle at a point two five or a one zero or oh wow! Um, and they get to drive an obstacle course. And then um, of course we have some some classes on what's going on with the the drug problem that we have and the dangers of fentanyl and the dangers of getting on the internet and cell phones. And it's just um, it'll be great. It'll and they'll rotate through to the morning and then in the afternoon we actually have a mock crash scenario where we actually have some actors coming in. They have makeup. Um, we have Life Flight coming in. We have Dave Harness with the uh, medical personnel or fire personnel. Uh, very powerful. Um, and they do a skit in the afternoon, which I think will hit home. My daughter went through this. Uh, and, and you know, it really does leave an impact on kids to see that type of situation. Yes, I think... Um, that i mean i'm and i've heard and i've been a part of something similar and it is very powerful and and it might make that one person or the one kid that will remember that when it comes time to make that decision and hopefully go down that right road and uh i think it's very very important and i and i think they will get a lot out of it you know as we're always talking programs like this even if it saves one life it's all worth it yes Amen. Even if one kid makes that good decision, uh, they Absolutely. remember back to that, and they're like, you know what, I'm not going to end up that way. How long does yeah. the event last? Is this like a whole day for them? Yep, it's a whole day from this, you know, 7.30 in the morning was uh, when we'll start, and then it'll go all the way through the school day uh, until 3. And and I, I know that you're fairly new uh, uh, to the area, uh, but have you heard – or as, as other officers talk to you about how this has impacted kids in the past uh, during the talks, they were like, you know what, I know this works. Kids make comments or, or, or maybe even leave a note, thanks, or anything like that. Yeah, so uh, several of the officers that are going to participate in you know, my department, you know, they actually are glad to see it come back. And even some, some folks with the sheriff's office had talked about it and said that it is such a good program and probably one of the best out there and, and 
they're glad to see it come back, and I think they're glad to be a part of it. So I've heard a lot of nothing but positive feedback from it. Um, and even some of the kids that have gone through it already, their comments about how it affected them. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely we're looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. And to have uh, those other, I guess you can call them like activities or events off the side, uh, being able to drive, knowing what it looks like to be intoxicated behind the wheel, and then see if you can get through this obstacle course. Uh, are the, is that fairly new or has that kind of always been part of it as well? Uh, I think they had that the last time. I believe they had it down in KC, and they used it. Um, I, myself and Sheriff Odenball actually attended the one that was in Moorcroft earlier this year, uh, which kind of where I met Lisa, and we kind of were you know, pulling some things from. And so they had it down there with the goggles, and they did uh, like a pedal cart kind of thing. But we're actually getting some things from some side-by-sides donated to us and we'll have some governors on there and I'll be in the passenger seat. So hopefully it won't go too bad, but yeah, um, yeah it should be interesting. Now something else that uh, is going on this month uh, or well next month. Uh, and, and this was always one of my favorite events to cover when I worked over there. Chief, can you tell us about the upcoming monster March scheduled for Halloween night downtown? Downtown, yep. Main Street will be closed down. A lot of business will be out handing candy, handing out candy, and and all the kids get dressed up in their costumes, show up, and uh, just basically walk the streets of downtown Buffalo, getting candy, and always a great time. So that's another fun event. Uh, we'll have the streets closed between Main Street and Angus, uh, so there'll be no traffic. It'll be nothing but uh, kids trick or treating. <laughs> it's, it's it's really a sight to see. Uh, because the participation level is off the charts. I think every family from Johnson County uh, heads over there. And it's great to see all the kids, you know, smiling and dressed up like little monsters out there. Uh, it's, it really is. It's a great event. Uh, how long will the streets be closed that night, sir? Uh, I believe that's from 4 to 8. We're going to have that shut down. Um you know, depending on our crowd and how long that lasts. I mean, you've seen it. it, it it's quite a, there's a, quite a turnout for it. So a uh, matter of fact, the day I pulled into town was October 30th. And uh, that's the first thing we saw was really March, when we pulled into town. Yeah. So uh, that'll be two years for us this year. And so, yeah, it, it's, it's a great turnout. And yeah, we'll have this, this street shut down and plenty of officers on, on staff to make sure everybody gets around safe. But uh, we're looking forward to that event as well. What a great way to be welcome to town. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> For sure. Now, uh, something else that's going on over there, sir. There was a, a lot. Uh, uh, we had some trouble with some car thefts. Uh, how's that going? It's going well. Um, obviously, we had the one uh, about a month ago. Where we had both suspects taken into custody, identified, properly returned. Unfortunately, we had received some. Two, two victims came out. They were late reported. Um, basically their vehicles were broken into credit cards were taking nothing else. Um, they then went up to Sheridan to the Walmart and made some, some pretty hefty purchases, uh, mainly in the, in gift cards, which is pretty much what they do. It's easy money. They get gift cards or not tracked. Uh, they can buy a $500 gift card and it's, that's money in their pocket. So we believe that might be associated with the case that happened down in Gillette. So maybe this is a group that might be traveling the I-90 corridor. I've been in touch with uh, Chief Kiltiska there in Sheridan. We've got some photos circulating with different departments. And so still that investigation is still ongoing. Wow. So this could be, yeah, like you said, a, a traveling group here that basically just goes into a new town, looks for the easiest opportunity they can buys these gift cards to help fuel themselves along. Yes. We we had a group back east, and uh, they actually were called the Felony Lane Gang, and that's all they did was go up and down the east coast. They would go to rec centers, gyms. Uh, you know, you go into a gym to work out. You throw your gym bag in a locker that has your wallet in it unlocked. That's all they would do is go to a locker room. Um, they would uh, go to parks where people are walking, kids or whatever, and just leave their items, sporting events. Uh, oh, wow. We believe this may have happened in the parking lot of the golf course. So people going golfing, middle of the day, you're not thinking about it. It's not like you think the guy sneaking around in the middle of the night. I mean, this is done in the middle of the day. Um, so, again, just I have to reiterate to everyone is secure your belongings, lock your vehicles, um, 
And by the time that they had found out, obviously, that this card had been used, we're talking days later, so we're a little bit behind. Uh, but we were able to get some good surveillance photos from Walmart, and uh, we're now working on getting these folks identified. Wow. And, you know, it's it's always tough to think about something like that happening within our smaller communities, but we are right next to this, uh, you know, you are an intersection of two major freeways. Yeah. Uh, yep. So we are right along the bloodline of, of, yes, sir. of travel. Yes, we are. And, and so, again, uh, it is a great, safe community. Uh, we just have to be mindful that we're not... You know, we're out, we're out of the realm of someone coming into our town that may not have never has never been here, but drives through, and they're just looking for those quick, easy opportunities to make, and they make a very good living doing that. So, uh, we just have to be mindful of securing our belongings. Absolutely, make sure your doors are locked, folks. Chief, I want to thank you so much for calling in, keeping us informed on what's going on over in Buffalo. Yes, sir, Floyd. We look forward to seeing you. Hopefully, I'll see you at Monster March. Wear something good, okay? <laughs> Will do. All right. All right. You guys stay safe out there. Will do. You have a great day, Floyd. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share it. At Eliasson Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliasson Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. I'm here with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda. Tommy, hi. Have you heard about the update to the 2023 Honda Pilot? No, tell me about it. The new Honda Pilot Trail Sport is a more rugged version of the Pilot that's made to play outdoors. It has a higher suspension and bigger wheels while maintaining the combination of luxury and performance so you can get dirty without sacrificing comfort. I like it. What about the interior? The interior has an 8-inch touchscreen and sporty black leather seats with orange stitching, and the new color options are pretty dang cool. Check out new Hondas arriving daily at Sheridan Honda. Mossholders Design Center is here to help you create a space that you'll love. If you're relocating, remodeling, or just refreshing your home, Mossholders' talented design team can help you through the process. With free in-home consultations, Mossholders will be able to find the furniture and finishing touches that work best with your space, your lifestyle, and your budget. So if you want to change the look of just one room or furnish an entire home, Mossholders designers can get it done. Mossholders, furniture is our passion. Are you ready for a new career? Your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette is in search of crew members and shift managers. Owner, Larry Storo. Bob, one of the many benefits of working for McDonald's is our tuition assistance programs. You can earn a college degree through Colorado Technical University with 100% of your tuition covered. Or you can earn up to $3,000 in tuition assistance for Sheridan College or the University of Wyoming. Come in and we'll explain all the details. If you need your high school diploma, McDonald's will assist with that as well. Join the McDonald's team today. McDonald's working to brighten your future. Charitable giving is often an important part of your future. This is Jeff Tomlinson, financial advisor and branch manager at Stiefel. I can help you develop a charitable giving strategy designed to potentially maximize your tax benefits and reduce your record-keeping burden. Call us at 307-672-3434 to discuss how a Stiefel donor-advised fund can help create a positive impact on the causes you care most about. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Ride for a great cause. Old Man G Buddies RC and Sheridan Media coming together again Saturday, September 24th for the 10th Annual Poker Run to benefit the Christmas Wish Campaign, helping people in need during the holidays. Ride or drive for only $10 a poker hand. Sign up, start at the no-name at 10 a.m., then enjoy the ride ending up back at the no-name for the final draw. Kick stands up at noon. Ride or drive for a great cause. The Christmas Wish Poker Run, Saturday, September 24th. 